Womanjika. My name is Mick Edwards of the Bunurung people here around on Mornington Peninsula. My bloodline connection to this country goes back something like 3,000 generations. Where do you come from? Produced on Bunurong lands of the Kulin Nation at the Merrick's General Wine Store at the Merrick's House Gallery amongst the works of Simon Norman's latest exhibition, The Schatzkammer. This is Yarns About Country in a Climate of Change. It's an opportunity to think deeply about who we are, what we want to become and what we want to pass on to the next generation. I'm Patrick Beggs and this is the Merrick's House Podcast. Present day I am the, the new elected chairperson of the Bunurung Land Council Aboriginal Corporation. The Bunurung Nation is from the Werribee River around the Ma, which is now known as Port Phillip Bay, on the eastern side down p- through the coast to Wilson's Promontory up to the mountains and south of the Yarra. So I pay my respects. You are welcome, Woman Jika, to acknowledge all the old peoples. I call them the old giants, my spiritual ancestors, my genealogical blood connection to this country, this land here. Now all the all the new mob that come here must learn to look after this country and everyone in it. All the creatures, anything with one red blood. Become a good custodian, carer, lover and respect it. Yeah, because one day we're all going to go home to mum, the land I'm talking about. Yeah? Woman Jacob, all of you. Uncle Mick's invitation and welcome to acknowledge his culture and his history is an invitation to actively participate and learn to care for country. And that's a message that's carried throughout Simon Norman's work. And if you don't know Simon Norman, nor his work, then this is a good opportunity to learn how it all started off on his uncharted path some 20 years ago. So I'm sitting in this gallery having a look at all the maps that I've created over the last 25 years. The map immediately behind me is the first map that I did of Mara country, which is a painting which illustrates the song lines of the Northern Territory and in particular the Gulf of Carpentaria. And I'm, I've been kind of like the painting uh, equivalent of a storyteller. So my, the stories that have been told to me, I've translated into paintings, which are paintings about sacred places which are connected together through the song lines of the Northern Territory and the creation figures that created the country. Country that I knew nothing about 25 years ago. When I met these old ladies, They said, we'll take you to country as long as you record it for us so we can tell our stories to our grandchildren. So that's how it began. Part of me, not 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Simon Norman started out on this journey that is yet to reach its final destination. Just 10 years ago, Simon Norman's cultural maps found its way into Parliament House and still live there, by the way. In 2010, I was asked to do a special map of an island which was about to become a huge iron ore port. And that map then went to Parliament House up in Darwin and was used as a petition to stop mining, which successfully stopped mining in that country. And as a result of that, the maps have become more than just 
paintings of oral histories, they've become legal documents. Simon's now obsession with creating cultural maps has been used to teach both children and politicians of the cultural and spiritual importance of country. And it is to this obsession with the utility and beauty that has led him to the main protagonist of the Schatzkammer, Ludwig Leichhardt, the first European to walk across the top of Australia. We ask Peter what are his thoughts on the way Simon has represented Leichhardt in the show and how it speaks to the topic of yarns about country in a climate of change. Taking the figure of the explorer, the European explorer, Ludwig Leichhardt, and thinking about him as being a sort of enlightenment thinker, a very well-educated, scientifically trained man. And it's reimagining that, that work that he did, that really quite incredible, um, almost crazy heroic journey from Brisbane across Northern Australia, collecting scientific specimens, um, making recordings of language and culture and the natural world as he passed. And he generally had the good sense to maintain very good relations with Aboriginal people along the way. What the exhibition shows us is that he also anticipated the violent consequences of this colonial process of exploration that would lead to dispossession. And it may sound innocent enough, but it's, it's clear that Ludwig Leichhardt understood what he was part of, a process that would lead to, as he put it in his own diary, and, and the artist Simon Normand has put this on the wall and in these artworks, uh, that Lud Ludwig Leichhardt was very sad that he knew that the colonial project would roll out in his own wake as an explorer, and that bullets would pierce these healthy black bodies, and that there would be attempts by the colonising process, people, forces of the British Empire, to remove Aboriginal people from their country and to claim it and use it as British territory. But I think this, this exhibition is very timely in this place. We've just had a remarkable summer in Australia of drought, of fire and then flood. Um, and now we're facing a global pandemic. And I think there's a sense, a very strong sense that the kinds of narratives we've had about our past, the kinds of stories we've told about this country, just aren't really working anymore. And I think it's great that all of this work has been brought together in this place because I know that there's a lot of people here who really care about this place and like people in other parts of Australia as well. Non-Indigenous people who want to be the best custodians of the place they can be and want to feel and, and support a much deeper connection to country and seem more ready than ever before to do that in partnership, walking with and learning from Aboriginal people and Aboriginal elders. And that is a really, I think, important moment that we are in a kind of cultural crisis. And, and this room is about science as part of that crisis. Uh, so we're looking for new stories and we're looking for this, this new way to care for country. The impact of seeing those words hanging in the show from Ludwig Leichhardt's diary entries as he walked across Northern Australia as the first European settler to do so is very powerful as it arms the viewer and burdens the viewer. With hindsight, the hard truth that Australia's colonial beginnings was known from before the start. A tough palate to swallow when looking to reconcile the relationships between Aboriginal Australians and non-Aboriginal Australians. 
That is what makes the show quite unique in its approach, says our next guest, who is an academic at the RMIT University, where they teach across four different educational programs. Uh, hi, my name is Al. I'm a proud judge of our man, and my ancestors come from central Victoria. I think the show provides a really interesting insight into a few different facets of engagement with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander knowledges. I think in some considerations around the impact of colonisation, especially on the landscape and on weather patterns and on uh, country, I, I think that the idea of mapping and engagement with songlines in a non-Indigenous context is a really important aspect because that's a part of Indigenous culture which is often neglected or restricted or unable to be accessed by the mainstream non-Indigenous population. Um, it's incredibly colourful, it's incredibly vibrant, but I think underneath that, that veneer of, of colour is a, a really important message which is being shared and I think providing voices for those people from these Aboriginal communities to have their say is a really important aspect of this. But it is the process and the way that Simon creates his documents and artworks that has Peter Phipps amazed at his ability to exist so effectively in the intercultural space. For example, the science in this room, which is concerned with also with mapping and naming places, relates very profoundly to the mapping project in the other room that you heard Alaric talk about, which takes mapping as an indigenous practice very seriously, but uses European scientific techniques for that mapping. But that knowledge is knowledge that comes from Aboriginal elders and holders of that country in, in the Gulf of Carpentaria, in Limon Bight in particular. And those stories and those ways of understanding country are then being communicated through the medium of a map, a Western cartographic you know, type of map, um, to show that there's all these stories, song lines as they're often called, that run across country and deeply into country. And that that's available for people to experience and learn from. So when we bring that sort of knowledge and that practice of mapping and the artistic, the aesthetic that, that Simon Norman brings to that process, and we think about the works in the third room where Uncle Mick spoke, and there's maps of um, Boon country, Bunurong country, uh, here where this exhibition is right now in Merricks. And those maps are doing a similar thing. They're naming places with their proper names, the names that they've probably been called for possibly tens of thousands of years. And I, I really, in my, in my travels, in my work with students, in my work with other community organisations, I find this Clearly there's a hunger for people to know more about where they live, to understand it properly and to be interested in things like, well, what is the proper name of, of the geographic features around here that I love so much? And that's what I heard from, from talking with people here tonight. The people here really love this place and want to learn more about it and want to feel and understand their connection to it much more deeply and they realise that to do that, they need to be in a dialogue with Bunurong people, the traditional owners of this place, who have that knowledge and have that connection. And since we have Uncle Mick, the newly appointed chairperson of the Bunurong Land Council Aboriginal Corporation in the room, we asked him his thoughts of the show and that of Simon's work. And uh, to come here to see this and be invited to see all this brilliant work, 
It just says much about how much he's willing to walk with us, talk with us and work with us. So some of the work he's done here is just brilliant and um, you know, shows how spiritual this man is and, and, and the people he's learned from. You know, he's gained a lot of spiritual connection there. And he's more than just an artist. He's certainly a good looker, listener and learner. And he's passing that on and um, we all need to pass it on. We don't want to go in a box to the ground and with Mother Earth with all the knowledge we hold, so pass it on. Whatever you have learnt, pass it on. Because our children deserve it. Burrise. Uncle Mick's willingness to share his culture is a testament to his character and his belief in the message held within his culture of how to care for land. It's quite rich for us non-Aboriginal Australians to turn to Aboriginal Australians and ask for help in a moment of crisis and cultural uncertainty, especially in light of our colonial past, the past 232 years. But there is growing support behind the idea to publicly change the names of our landmarks and special places of this continent to that of the Aboriginal Australian names, a small act of reconciliation that Peter believes will have positive impacts on both Aboriginal Australians and non-Aboriginal Australians and that of our climate. I think that is actually a benefit to everyone who's here and cares about this place and these places to understand that these aren't just places um, in a physical sense. They also have a, a poetic and linguistic aspect. And just, just one example, uh, just, just over my left shoulder about five kilometres is the hill known as Arthur's Seat and you know named after Governor Arthur Phillip who's featured in the exhibition here and it's a very important place for Aboriginal people in this region and um, we've been told now many times that its proper name is Wonga and that that Wonga um, has certain you know aspects as a gender has an identity has stories connected with him and the other mountains in the area, or, or big hills, um, along Port Phillip Bay or them, um, they are part of that story. And the possibility that we might have um, school children, older people, um, now starting to learn some of those stories and realise that they're part of a landscape that is storied and that is actually profoundly special. And I think it can really help everyone in this time of environmental change and a lot of uncertainty uh, feel more connected and feel more, more responsible towards the places where they live and helping maintain those, those places and care for them um, in a form that Aboriginal people call caring for country and relating to country deeply by looking after it. So, I really think that this exhibition is here in that spirit and I think and and well no actually that's one of the reasons why uh, the, the Merricks Gallery has has put this here to help people in this region think about those things more deeply and I and I hope that this becomes part of a series of dialogues on these questions um, hopefully here from from the Merricks store uh, because it's a great place for that. It, it um, brings together a lot of really uh, well-intentioned and intelligent people to think about the places that they love very deeply. It seems we're in a good position for positive change to occur. Alric Fricker 
offered his message to the listeners at the end of his visit at the Merrick's House Gallery, surrounded in Simon Norman's exhibition, The Schatzkammer. I suppose the last thing I'd like to sort of say is to invite non-Aboriginal people to consider their connections to country. Uh, I want you to ask yourself the question, where is your special place and why? And consider the ramifications for how that place should be preserved and protected and sustained into the future. And from that point, I think that we as a nation can engage in a, a meaningful dialogue between Indigenous and non-Indigenous people around how we too can start caring for country together because as much as it's my home, it's your home too. A great tangible take-home from tonight's discussion in this episode. Thank you, Alaric Fricker, and thank you, Uncle Mick Edwards, Dr Peter Phipps and Simon Normand, our other guests. If you miss Simon's show, that's okay. It's hoping for a national tour soon. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Yarns About Country and a Climate of Change, part of the Merrick's House podcast series. This has been a per production. Speak to you soon.